0: Buddy and I found ourselves back at the Vortex Visto Center later that night. I insisted that we go back to town to stock up on supplies just in case. We hadn't seen anything typically spooky up until this point, unless you count our friend named Jepp and his astronaut ice cream, but you couldn't be too sure around these parts. We grabbed everything we might need, from Sumerian text to moonstones blessed by the guy who speaks in tugs in the alleyway behind urgent care.
1: Hey, when we find my stuff, do you maybe want to... We are
0: not doing a self-guided tour, buddy.
1: But Johnny... No, buddy, once is
0: enough for me. I am half-tempted to reach into their cash drawer and take my 375 back. (laughs) What was that? Buddy and I froze in place. We could hear people in the back room, along with a faint humming sound.
2: Careful, Jim. What does it even matter if it breaks? It's all going in the same place anyways. Not the point. You almost blew our cover once today. What if someone hears us? Nobody's gonna hear us. There's nobody here for miles. Why don't you go tell that to your patrons? That was a one-off and you know it. Besides, they're just the first paying guests we've had in months. Who cares if they were locals?
0: Go. Slowly. Outside. We'll sneak around to the back. Okay. I started toward the side door, with Buddy following me.
2: You know, that tour earlier got me thinking maybe we should open all of this up to the public. Share the love with the world. Dude, what now? You know what kind of test run on it? We have to protect it, Jeff. You know that. Who are we to hog an effervescent feeling the vortex bestows upon us? You're beginning to make this sound like a cult. Do you really want to be thought of it as a weird coke guy? Why not? We're already the weird in love with a floating mass of pure positive energy, guys.
0: Come on! I turned to see Buddy wrestling with his backpack. It had snagged on a metal spinning rack. Damn you, come on! Buddy, no! Buddy had tugged his backpack one tug too hard, calling forth a rain of Brahm and Tob
2: license plate keychains. What was that? Go check it out! Hurry, go! Hey, who's there? Show yourselves.
0: We made it out the side door and back outside. We scurried along the side of the visitor center as Jep followed us in the dark. We made our way back and darted behind a row of vans.
2: Hello? Keep quiet. Come on out now. We were narrowly
0: spotted as Jep scanned the yard with a large handheld spotlight.
2: Never mind, Rundo. It was probably just a raccoon.
0: Whew, that was close. Buddy? Do you see what I see? What? I think we found your missing stuff! Look! The vans! Johnny, these are the friendly freight vans! Come on, get your keys. Let's open them up and get your things.
1: (sighs) Nothing. There's nothing in this one. Let's try the next one. Nothing in this one either. What about the others? No, nothing. We tried the row of vans one by one, but each one came up empty. That's it. These vans are all useless, Johnny. There's only one place left to look. Okay, but let's play this smart. Who knows what kind of beast they're keeping back there.
2: You know, I have a real good feeling about this one, Rundo. Yeah? He's smart, handsome, we share all the same interests.
0: Not all the same interests. What's he gonna say when he finds out about this? you gonna invite your new boyfriend to your vortex cult?
2: Maybe I will. You think he can keep a secret this big? Maybe he doesn't have to. I'm telling you Rondo. open it to the public, invite people to share the love, and then I don't have to live with the guilt over my head anymore.
0: What guilt? It's not your fault all these suckers use that terrible freight company.
2: Doesn't mean this is right though. Now hand me that big box over there
1: for the sky!
2: We kicked in the back door
0: and charged the room. Buddy was in his attack stance, ready to pounce with his trusty holy water soaked pool noodle. Jeff and Rundo stopped what they were doing and put their hands in the air, surrounded by friendly freight boxes and standing under a familiar green blob of energy. Now hold on now,
1: this isn't what it looks like. Where's my stuff, Jeff? Buddy, look! No, it can't be real. What is that thing? Where have I seen it before?
2: This. Gentlemen, is the Melancholy Falls Vortex. No way. Wait a second, it's real? It's always been here? It's real. Get these guys out of here. Look, let me explain. What's there to explain? It kind of looks like
1: we interrupted you feeding stolen packages to your vortex. Pretty straightforward if you ask me.
2: We never meant to steal anything.
1: Oh, so you just happened to accidentally get a job at
2: the exact place my friend's shipments went missing from? Okay, yes work and security allowed me to access the shipping schedules after hours so i could reroute the trucks our way i had to says who the blob it's a vortex whatever
0: Jip, we have to finish what we started the pause in the action seemed to anger the vortex it began to glow brighter and pulse harder rundo slowly tried to reach for one of the boxes on the ground but buddy whipped his hand with the pool noodle not
2: so fast randy Jip. You know what's at stake. What's happening with the vortex? It's collapsing. We have to feed it more stuff to keep it open. No way. Some of that stuff is my stuff. The vortex continued to pulse more and more violently. With
0: every thrum, you can feel the walls of the room bend and bow, ready to break under the stress. You
2: have to help us. We need to move fast. Okay, but what happens if it
0: collapses? I don't know, but vortexes, they slip away from being stable, left like this for too long. Oh, jeez. Put the pool noodle down, buddy.
2: No, please. Friendly's has insurance. We can cover your lost packages. Uh, fine. One by one, the four of us threw boxes into the throbbing vortex. With each
0: package we fed it, it seemed to grow more and more stable. Keep going! You know, this is actually kind of fun. It's like throwing rocks at a beehive, but less stingy. I love you, vortex.
2: You what? Uh, nothing. Keep going, we're almost done. This is it, the last box. Buddy, would you like to do the honors?
1: Ugh!
0: Buddy threw the final friendly freight box into the vortex, and... It was still pulsing. Still... throbbing. Faintly, but... it was there. Is that it? No! My calculations were correct, damn it! How could it need more? What do we feed
1: it now?
2: Anything!
0: We looked around for anything we had on hand. Jep threw in his spotlight, while Rundo sent in Melancholy Falls Vortex brochures one after the other. There, done.
1: I don't see a whole lot left in
0: here. We kinda
1: fed it everything.
2: Then why is it still
0: going? Uh, guys? It's beginning to get stronger again. There's still one thing left. Dude,
1: no. I have to. No way! You know how helpful those could be? It's the only way. Besides, don't you see? Doesn't some of this stuff look familiar? Like the other end of the vortex leads back to the mall? I have to throw the keys in. How can you be sure? Do you really want to risk adding a temporal paradox to the list of horrible things this town has already had to deal with? Those keys got to us somehow, Johnny there going in. Buddy tossed the keys into the
0: vortex, seemingly stating whatever the glowing ball of energy was. The vortex settled into a steady low hum as it coalesced into a non-pulsing, non-threatening ball of energy. We,
2: we love, love you, vortex. you, Vortex.
1: Okay, can someone please tell me what's going on here? Isn't it obvious? Wait, you figured this all out? Duh, Johnny, the clues were in our face all along. Long ago, Jeff and Randy were traveling through these woods when they found the vortex and fell deeply in love with it. They decided it was their duty to set up shop and feed things into the Vortex to keep it happy and stable. So, as a way to lure innocent people in and keep a steady stream of junk to give to the vortex, they built a tourist trap.
2: You fed this thing people? No, Rundo broke into their cars and took their luggage. Anyways, Jeff and Randy,
1: now going by Jep and Rundo because they were too lazy to come up with good fake names, had to find a way to keep a flow of items coming in when the roads up ahead closed and tourists stopped passing through the area. Faced with no other choice, Jeff got a job at Friendly's as a night watchman so he could reroute trucks up here and they could keep their one true love, the Vortex, fed fat and happy.
0: I mean. That about sums it up. And what does this have to do with the never was? The never what? The never
2: was. You never was what?
0: You know, all those other colossal tears into alternate dimensions that have been opening all over town, and the creature that came through that threatens to destroy the entirety of the multiverse because of its very existence? Never heard of it.
2: Look here, mister. This ain't no fancy city portal. This here is a vortex. And it is a beautiful vortex.
1: Let it go, Johnny. We solved my mystery, let's just... Go home and sit on hold with friendly freight's customer service for another four hours and file in an insurance claim for my stuff. Okay, fine, but what are we gonna do about these guys? We can't let them keep stealing packages.
2: No, please, don't take the vortex away from us. He's all we have. Your vortex is a he? I got it. What? The society, duh. They're always cleaning up after
1: us, and they can only hide so many corpses until cold storage gets full. You want to constrict the vortex into the society's service? The society gets a place to ditch stuff and the melancholy falls
0: vortex gets to stay in business we all win and we potentially keep a flow of arcane paraphernalia going back in time to the mall that almost killed us who cares the mall was destroyed it's the
1: past's problem now what do you say guys
2: i mean it sounds good to me what about you jeff sounds good to me randy ah they use each other's people's names
0: Return Home, Episode 29 They Slip Away. You just listened to part 3 of 3. It was written by Michael Lissenberry and produced by Jeff Heimbuck. It featured the vocal talents of Forrest Orta, Colin Goheen, Damien Halme, and Jeff Heimbuck. The original musical score was by Corey Celeste. Want to find us on social media, buy Return Home merchandise, or support us on Patreon? You can find links for each in the show notes or on our website at returnhomepodcast.com. Questions? Comments? Glad to know where those magic green sky blob keys finally came from? Send us an email at returnhomepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, pleasant dreams.